You are now listening to the Millennial Travel Podcast with Matt Wilson. All right, we're live. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Matt Wilson, co-founder of Under 30 Experiences, and I am about to uh, do what I do every week, um, except, well, uh, I don't usually do it live, but as a travel podcast, uh, I always try to record episodes. Usually they are interviews, um, but lately I've been experimenting with taking some of our big articles, our guides that we produce on the Under 30 Experiences blog, and putting them out there uh, as podcasts. So I am going to be going through one of the last articles that I've written, and that was a solo travel destination guide to Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean. Now, this is a piece that is meant to be evergreen. So I know uh, as I'm recording this right now in February 2021, uh, there are obviously some travel restrictions around the world uh, being the COVID pandemic and all of that. I'll start by saying uh, the countries of Mexico, Guatemala, uh, I believe Belize, obviously look this stuff up, uh, Costa Rica, uh, the Galapagos Islands of Ecuador, and now I'm going to South America, but these places are open for tourism. Uh, but that being said, uh, I want to go through my guide and this guide is designed to be, again, evergreen for whenever travel is completely open. These are the places that I would recommend visiting. Uh, I have lived in Central America for, whew, for quite a long time. I'm back in the States at the moment, but I spent between 2012 and 2019 basing myself uh, down there. And I, yeah, I want to record everything that I know. Um, on under30experiences.com slash blog, you can find the solo travel destination guide to Mexico, Central America, and Brazil. So without further ado, I want to kick it off. Uh, just one piece of housekeeping. We are running a sale at under30experiences.com. Our travel company for young people ages 21 to 35. And we are, uh, yeah, that starts on President's Day. It runs for eight days until the following Monday. So that's pretty exciting. We have $195 deposit deal where you'll still be able to get the early signup price, which is generally $200 off every trip. Uh, we have any trip that that's for 60 days out. Um, so most of those trips are going to be running this summer. Uh, we expect tourism to get back to close to normal as the vaccines are uh, being rolled out and all that good stuff. So anyway, without further ado, I want to get into the solo travel guide. Um, I will say a couple things here. Usually when I do this, I'll do a solo podcast on the millennial travel podcast uh, but what i will do is i'll dictate it in front of garage band which is way easier than doing it live um, my voice tends to die out after a little while i uh, usually have a glass of water but here i have a shake in a blender so i will be uh, well parched let's say at some points during this and uh, one other 
point that I will certainly get hung up on, I know that is uh, switching between English and Spanish since so much of, uh, so much, well, all the names of these places are in Spanish, obviously, uh, almost all of them. Belize is an English speaking country. Uh, Haiti, of, of course, is not a Spanish speaking place, but that's not on my guide. Anyway, uh, I do, get tripped up between English and Spanish. So I will try to speak as neutrally as possible. Um, I will uh, gringofy it a little bit and I'll, I'll do my very best. Um, I, yeah, so without being said, I'll, I'll try to speak a, a more English version uh, as best as I can. So here we go. Um, please enjoy this guide to solo travel through Mexico, Central America, and into the Caribbean. Stay safe. Don't forget to challenge yourself. And again, COVID is going on right now. So uh, be careful out there. Obviously, check the guidelines for all the government from the governments and the places that you are going. One quick note, uh, I am live on YouTube as well as Instagram. So uh, I appreciate you guys uh, doing comments and waving and I think you can do hearts and stuff like that. I won't have a chance to get back to these into the comments until after, but if you do drop a comment, uh, let me know and, uh, or yeah, drop it away and I'll, I'll look at them after, but I'm gonna try to stay focused here. So here we go. All right, top solo travel destinations in Mexico. I wanted this guide to be uh, mo mainly for the North American traveler or someone traveling from North America. So I wanna start everybody off an amazing city, Mexico City. I had a chance to visit there, I guess it was about a year and a half ago, but that's about the last time I've really been anywhere. But CDMX, La Ciudad de Mexico, has incredible food, culture, history. Uh, I was incredibly impressed on how vibrant, cosmopolitan Mexico City was and I, when I visited and I didn't feel unsafe once. Young travelers will like the hip vibes in Roma, Condesa, uh, Juarez, these neighborhoods. I stayed in Roma, loved that these colonial mansions had been turning, turned into restaurants, bars, and upscale apartments. Plenty of nightlife uh, in these neighborhoods. There's abundance of places for late night tacos, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, any trip to the, the DF, right? Uh, Distrito Federal, the city has a lot of names. Uh, should start with a visit to Bosque de Chalputepec. And I will also say uh, my Mayan or Incan, not Incan, definitely not Incan, my Native American, uh, non-Spanish <laughs> pronunciations in the indigenous languages is quite poor. So I'll, I'll apologize uh, for that up front. But think of this as the central park of Mexico City. Climb to the top of the castle for a great uh, photo op. You can see the whole city below. There's an anthropology museum, a zoo. You can relax at the lake. There's a, you can lounge in the hammock zone. You can ride a roller coaster if you want. As a solo traveler, uh, I would also suggest going and seeing a Lucha Libre wrestling match. Uh, I went to Arena Mexico. Okay, here I go with this uh, English and Spanish, but 
uh, Arena, Mexico, right, is how you would say it in English uh, on a Friday night. But all the fans are eating, drinking, cheering for their, their favorite wrestlers. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. And the people around me were all really incredible. So I had a blast um, to see a different part of Mexico City. I would suggest going to Coyoacan and checking out the markets near the Frida Kahlo Museum. She is obviously an icon for, for so many people, fem feminists, um, LGBTQ, uh, Chicano movement, all of that. So uh, go in and check out uh, what she represents. La Plaza or the town square in Coyoacan is a great place. Have a beer, people watch and uh, then I went out to the Pyramid of the Sun, uh, Teotihuacan, and we got an English-speaking guide uh, could show us around, explain the history of this archaeological site. It's a Mesoamerican city, still very mysterious. Uh, you'll see how many ethnicities came through Aztec, Mayan, Toltec, um, in the place where men become gods, as they say. So that's what I would do in, in Mexico City. Then I would move on, and there's so many places in Mexico to explore. I only was able to cover the ones that, well, honestly, that I can recommend that I know about. So the Yucatan is another place I have a little bit of expertise. And uh, this is where the Gulf of Mexico meets the Caribbean. It's a famous area of Mexico not to miss. Yucatan is known for its beaches, cenotes, uh, jungles, Mayan ruins, including Chichen Itza, uh, which is one of the new seven wonders of the world. I would skip the crowded Mayan Riviera towns of Cancun, Playa Carmen, Tulum. Honestly, they try to be eco-chic, eco-chic, there we go, uh, but you'll be contributing to over-tourism and you really aren't go going to receive the cultural experience that you deserve while visiting Mexico. So instead, I would head to Merida. It's a much more authentic Mexican city. I would take down, uh, take a walk down the Malecon. Um, I would, yeah, check out the whole, the whole waterfront. Um, I, then I would go south to Campeche, uh, one of the most colorful cities in all of Mexico. Along the way, you can stop at the uh, Celestun. I actually don't know how to pronounce that, um, but I think Celestun Biosphere Reserve for swim in the amazing preserved area. Uh, you can walk the colonial streets of Campeche, visit Fort St. Miguel. Uh, you will not regret taking these suggestions and getting off the beaten path from the other places, as I mentioned, Tulum, Playa La Carmen, all of that, really not my favorite, Cancun. Um, been there for spring break in college, but uh, yeah, I don't think I would go back. I'm sure there are, there, there are things to offer in every place, but uh, I really try to direct people off the beaten path as best as we can. And um, there are, yeah, so many amazing national uh, dishes, this pork wrapped in banana leaves, mar <laughs> marinated in their famous naranja agria. It's a sour orange juice. So it's, it's pretty cool. And you can also check out uh, on under30experiences.com. We have, I have a solo travel guide, uh, the ultimate guide to traveling alone. So you can check that out as well if you're interested. Uh, from the Yucatan, I would go right over to Belize. Uh, Belize is awesome and you're going to see a stark difference between the cultures of the two countries. Uh, it's, it's very, very obvious. Um, 
So it's an easy boat ride uh, from, from the U Yucatan. Belizean culture is similar to Jamaican culture in a lot of ways. That's what some uh, Belizeans have actually explained to me and people in the States are probably a little bit more familiar with Jamaican culture. So that's why I make that reference to uh, Caribbean jerk chicken, Creole style rice and beans, love of reggae music. Uh, the official language of Belize is English. Uh, however, many Belizeans speak uh, Creole Patois, uh, Spanish, or one of the many Mayan dialects at home, or uh, Garifuna, uh, an African Carib language. So my favorite place to stay in Belize is the island of Cape Cocker, uh, Cocker, that is, excuse me, where their motto is go slow. And yes, I've actually been scolded for walking too fast on this island. Sorry, I had to take a drink there for a second. Uh, from here, you can go on a snorkeling trip out to the second largest uh, barrier reef in the world. I would suggest finding a snorkeling outfitter like our friends at Ragamuffin Tours that don't feed the sharks and stingrays. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't be feeding the wildlife. So of course that attracts them and then the guides make good tips, but um, they, they will be there. You will see sharks and stingrays. You don't have to have them swarming the boat. And um, of course you gotta go for a, a tropical drink at the local watering hole, the split. I, I highly recommend it. When I take the ferry over to San Pedro on Ambergris Key, it's a fun day trip from Key, uh, from Key Cocker. There's awesome Belizean chocolate fa factory, um, rent a golf car cart or a bicycle, uh, probably even more eco-friendly, and explore the island. Kayaking and fishing in the mangroves are two excellent activities. I know my, my co-founder, Jared O'Toole, uh, he has been down Belize uh, to go fishing. Many travelers ask us about the world famous blue hole uh, and keep in mind that the water is not deep. Uh, oh no, the water is very deep at the blue hole. So it's not a snorkeling destination. Snorkeling is good in shallow water. You can see what you're looking at carefully. You don't have to go down it down there, but um, you'll need us to be a certified scuba diver to go uh, to the blue hole, or you can take a helicopter or plane ride, taking the views from above. Um, so that is another thing. I've, I've not done that, but I would love to. Um, and then go inland to the jungle to go cave tubing, uh, the Sibun River. Uh, your guide will lead you with a headlamp. It's an awesome experience. And then for real adventurous people, I would continue across the border to Guatemala and explore really incredible Mayan ruins over there as well. So, Guatemala. Uh, solo travelers love three main areas of Lake Atitlan, uh, Antigua, and Flores. Okay, so if you've just come from Belize, you want to go to uh, directly to Flores, which is your main jumping off point for the Tikal ruins. Flores is a tiny island in Lake uh, Petsenitsa, and it's very close to Tikal National Park and home to the largest Mayan archaeological site in the world. Again, that's, uh, that's Tikal. 
If you fly into Guatemala City, I would go directly to the old city of Antigua. Antigua in Spanish is uh, antique, or so imagine it's going to be uh, quite a great historical place. Uh, you're surrounded by volcanoes. The city has incredible Spanish architecture. It's a great place to drink coffee and see sites like Santa Catalina Arch and the, the cathedral uh, by the, the Central Park, Parque Central. Uh, the easiest and most popular volcano uh, hike is Volcán de Bacaya. Uh, but if you're up for the challenge, Volcán de, ooh, I don't know if I can say this, Acatengo is a six-hour trek. So uh, you might even get to roast marshmallows over the volcanic steam vent in the lava field. And then finally, not far from Antigua is Lake Atitlan. And there are a dozen different towns in this area to explore. You're going to be surrounded by indigenous culture. You can go shopping for art, textiles, jewelry. Uh, check out uh, Calle Santander and uh, bring home some colorful colorful patterns that Guatemala is famous for. And for bonus points, get off the beaten path to a little town called Jaibelito, uh, a town only accessible by boat or hiking. Yes, I, I believe I did pronounce that correctly. Sorry, I'm very picky with my pronunciation, especially when it comes to Spanish. So, uh, Roatan, Honduras. Uh, Honduras, as you would say in English. While so many solo travelers are concerned about safety in Honduras, popular, it's a popular stop in the Central America Backpacker Trail. It, and these are islands, uh, the Bay Islands of Roatan and Ulita. So these are 40 miles off the coast of Honduras in the Caribbean Sea and our amazing scuba diving destination. It's one of the cheapest places to get certified in the Western Hemisphere. You can take a music lesson in steel pan alley, like steel pan drums. Um, you can kayak, stand up paddleboard through the mangroves, enjoy its Caribbean paradise. The farther east you get on the island of Roatan, the more remote it'll feel. The island of Ulita has a reputation, a reputation for being slightly cheaper and appealing to younger crowds. So I think it's more of a party place and uh, it's a little less developed. Uh, you can eat Honduran uh, baleadas and it's like flour tortilla packed with beans, cheese, and cream. So next up on the list, I would continue down south to Nicaragua. So uh, you're traveling down the Central American Backpacker Trail, and I wouldn't suggest spending too much time in the capital of Managua. I've been there several times, but many parts of the city can be dangerous. Uh, I'd recommend going directly to the small colonial cities of Leon or Granada. Uh, both of these places are safe for tourists. They boast beautiful architecture, have good nightlife options. Near Leon, uh, you can get your adrenaline pumping and go down Cerro Negro uh, for some volcano boarding from Granada. I would go south to Lake Nicaragua where you'll find two volcanic peaks, peaks Maderas and Concepcion on the island of Ometepe. So this freshwater lake actually has bull sharks that can reach more than 11 feet in length. So that's pretty crazy. And these two volcanoes are challenging hikes and trekking with a local guide is mandatory.
After your time in Ometepe, I'd suggest ending your trip at one of the amazing beaches in Nicaragua. Uh, I've surfed most of these beaches on the Pacific coast and they're, they're really awesome. Again, you wanna use more caution uh, in Nicaragua, especially in more rural destinations. Uh, it's good to have a travel bu buddy, find someone to travel with at a hostel, etc. But beaches like Playa Maderas, uh, Marsella, Hermosa, Wakalito, Popoyo all have a differing degree of being off the beaten path down these dusty dirt roads, and it's a lot of fun. I, I absolutely love this country. Um, as I said in the article, eating fresh ceviche and drinking out of coconuts on these beaches was my motivation for moving to Central America, not to mention surfing. Uh, and in San Juan del Sur, uh, having a beer at Henry's Iguana Bar is definitely a classic stop, uh, both for, for Nicaraguans and for visitors. So yeah, check out check out uh, iguanas, as, as it's called. And bonus points, if you can get to the Pearl Cays or the Corn Islands, these are islands off the Caribbean Sea. You're going to have to take a, a plane to get to them. Maybe there's a boat, I'm not sure. But many of these beaches are deserted, so bring a hammock, get ready to relax, and uh, yeah, some of these places can feel like the, the cliche gringo scenes, but I think it's going to take a little while. And in fact, Nicaragua, uh, in Nicaragua, tourism had been down uh, just because of some of the political unrest that was going on. And so that was, yeah, you're not going to get those typical cliche scenes. Um, a lot of that stuff really died out. And then with COVID, a lot of these countries are really hurting for, for travel. So and for, for the economic uh, stability that tourism brings. So the sooner that you can get down there and you feel safe, doing so, they are definitely welcoming tourists. So keep that in mind. Next up, Costa Rica. So this is where I lived. So I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, just south of Nicaragua lies the most biodiverse country in the world. And the people live by the motto, Pura Vida, or pure life. Most solo travelers will fly into the capital of San Jose, but if you're going to the northern state of Guanacaste and to visit beaches, beaches like Tamarindo, I would consider flying into the Liberia airport uh, where you'll be just over an hour from the beach. So Costa Rica has three distinct regions, the Pacific coast, the rainforest, and then the Caribbean. If you only have a week to 10 days, I, I would suggest going to the rainforest and then ending your trip, soaking up the sun on the beaches uh, on the Pacific side. The adventure capital of Costa Rica is up in the rainforest. It's called La Fortuna, and it's surrounded by volcanoes, geothermal hot springs. It's very close to Lake Arenal. The best zip lining in Costa Rica is there at Skytrek Arenal. And on a clear day, you'll get a perfect view of the Arenal Volcano and Lake Arenal. Uh, the views from the canopy tour are breathtaking and you're, you're literally zip lining at 40 miles an hour from one mountain to the next. So it's it's pretty cool experience. Um, instead of visiting Arenal National Park, I'd suggest visiting Mystico uh, Arenal 
Hanging Bridges Park. And again, if you're scribbling down notes because you're watching this live or you are listening to this on the Millennial Travel Podcast, um, which you can find on you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever, uh, I would uh, go over to under30experiences.com slash blog where you'll be able to find a link uh, to the coast, uh, to the, what is this, Central America and Mexico Caribbean guide. So anyway, instead of visiting Arenal National Park, um, I already said that, that I would suggest going to Mystico because as a crow flies, um, or I, I just think you'll have a better chance of seeing wildlife in Mystico. I've not seen a lot other than the bird watching in Arenal National Park is pretty amazing. Um, actually, I've seen a handful of animals in, in Arenal National Park, but I do prefer Mystico for what it's worth. So if you're going to the cloud forest, uh, then you're going to want to go to a town called Monteverde. And that is uh, about four hours from La Fortuna. But there's and there's three ways to get there. You can either uh, hike with a guide, which it's pretty challenging, as I understand. Um, or you can take the Jeep boat Jeep tour. So you take a Jeep and you get on a boat. Uh, then I believe the Jeep gets on the boat and then continues uh, to Monteverde, or you can drive. And actually, I think I misspoke. Um, it, it is a longer, it's a very long hike and quite challenging. So look into that, find a guide if you're going to do that. That's something that's been on my I bu my bucket list. That goes right from Rancho Margot, actually, an awesome eco lodge there. Uh, but from La Fortuna, or Fortuna is the, the uh, locals call it. Uh, you are going to be on a long drive if you're trying to get to Wanacaste or the Central Pacific region. I would skip Hako. Uh, it's known for, it's a party town known for, it's good surfing as, as well. Um, but you're going to see the bachelor parties, etc. It's not my favorite place. It's a, you know, dusty little beach town. Um, but I would get down to Manuel Antonio where the jungle meets the beach. I absolutely love it there. That's why I spent five years there at least. Um, and you're going to find top rated beaches, surfing, whitewater rafting, some of the top sports fishing in the world three types of monkeys, two species of sloths. Uh, there's so much to, to do there. I still haven't done it all. So I can recommend skipping Manuel Antonio National Park. It can be crowded. There are some issues with sustainability that they're still working out. Like the raccoons will come up while you're on the beach and dig into your, your food. Um, they're not, they, sometimes they allow food. Sometimes they don't allow food. Don't get me started on, on the mess that the national park can be, but instead I would book a tour with Capel Canyoning and go rappelling down that waterfall. Uh, it's a really cool, really cool tour. So from Manuel Antonio, you can continue South through these little hippie towns of Dominical and Uvita, really beautiful beaches, uh, some great waterfalls along the way. I didn't include those in the articles, but you could probably hit me up, uh, Matt Wilson TV on my Instagram if you'd like. And uh, I can give you some tips for that region of Costa Rica. There's some, some good hidden spots I will uh, give you a little insider knowledge on. But um, I would definitely try to get down to Corcovado National Park. Guides are mandatory to enter the park. And you are going to be pretty much in the middle of nowhere 
but it is the crown jewel of Costa Rica. The wildlife is absolutely incredible. Your naturalist guide that is required is going to be a huge asset. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed my trip down there. And if you're going to Panama, then uh, check out the little mountain town of Boquete. So I think you'll like that as well. Um, and if you want to see all sides of Costa Rica, you got to get over to the Caribbean side as well. It's a lot less inhabited than the Pacific Coast. Uh, Tortuguero and uh, Puerto Viejo are two places that are, uh, you know, the main places to, to check out. You can raft on the Pacuare River. I would stay in the Riverside Lodge with Rios Tropicales, awesome guiding company uh, for white rotter rafting, world renowned. And... Let's see, uh, if you want to add an extra country to your list, uh, if you're just doing Costa Rica and you're on the Caribbean side, then you can go over Bocas del Toro, uh, Panama. So that, of course, leads me to Panama. Here we go. So most travelers are going to fly into Panama City. It's uh, the Miami of Central America, as it has been called. Uh, you will be impressed by the barges lined up to enter the Panama Canal. They're all sitting there waiting. The city skyline is very impressive. It's all fueled by the U.S. dollar, of course, uh, which is the local currency. There aren't a ton of tourist attractions in Panama City, but the neighborhood of Casco Viejo uh, will give you a feel for this Spanish colonial settlement. You can get a better understanding of how goods flow through from the Western Hemisphere to the Far East through the Panama Canal. I probably should say that differently because the goods are flowing from the Far East to the Western Hemisphere, let's be serious. Uh, and uh, they're called the Miraflores Locks uh, as you go through the Panama the canal so you can get a good look at that. Um, I would suggest going to the San Blas Islands if you can. It's an archipelago of over 365 islands inhabited by the Kuna Indians. There are no resorts or hotels on the islands, so it's a true backpacker's paradise. You can arrive by catamaran, you sleep on a hammock in the beach. It's still one of the top things on my bucket list and I want to uh, go island hopping all the way from San Blas all the way to Colombia, and you can do that. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, if you arrived in Panama from Costa Rica, you'll again, eat, well, you'll either be on the Pacific side in Boquete, or you'll be on the Caribbean side in Bocas del Toro. So uh, keep that in mind. Boquete is this little jungle town by the entrance of Baru Volcano National Park. This town is much less touristy than Bocas del Toro or, or Panama City. So, but you will see expats who've chosen this place to retire. It's a good place, a uh, good town to get some shopping done. You know, you're going to be supporting uh, the rural communities that get less tourists. So that's where I like to do my shopping for sure. And uh, then Bocas del Toro is another destination along Central America's solo travel trail uh, that is popular with backpackers and they are similar to San Blas, but much more developed. Uh, Bocas del Toro has a reputation for being a party destination. And if you get, but if you get off Isla Colon and out to the main town of Bocas, you should be able to find something that isn't so party hostel focused. Um, and if I was a backpacker in my 20s visiting the Caribbean side of Costa Rica, I would absolutely add uh, Bocas del Toro to my itinerary. You'll have clear water, white sand, uh, take a day trip to the 
uh, Zapatilla Islands, and otherwise, yeah, if you're in Panama City, definitely go to the San Blas Islands. Then Puerto Rico. I've got a book, uh, a trip booked. Well, it's not booked yet, but I definitely have plans to get to Puerto Rico here from the United States and uh, no passport, no problem. If you are a U.S. citizen, that is, you can still travel to Puerto Rico without a passport. So first time travelers, um, a lot of people will contact me and say, hey, uh, I don't have, I'm waiting for my passport. I think probably all travelers can understand what it's like to be without their passport. And uh, yeah, hey, go to Puerto Rico. It's, it's a really good place to, to get started. The US dollars, the official currency, you'll be able to use your cell phone without additional charges, depending on your plan. So there's some, uh, some positives about that, or at least some, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, it's just a little easier. You can fly into the capital city of San Juan and go directly to the colonial old San Juan, uh, dive into the culture, the history of the enchanted island, dating back to 1508 and founded by Ponce de Leon. Uh, San Juan's highlights uh, include the massive Spanish fortress of Castillo San Felipe de Moro and Castillo de San Cristobal. Sorry about that Slack update. Shout out to Jenny Nelson, who uh, is getting put on Do Not Disturb now. Um, let's see. And like I said, Castillo de San Cristobal and the Bacardi Rum Distillery. And if you're a solo traveler in Puerto Rico, you should definitely go to El Yunque Rainforest. This is uh, one place that's top on my destinations of yeah, places to get to. But there's several hikes and waterfalls to see. Uh, there's two of them that I list in the article, Juan Diego and La Mina. On a clear day, you can see from the top of Mount Britain, you can see the Atlantic Ocean and the Caribbean Sea. So that's, uh, yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to probably this summer. And then you can continue east, which is really where I wanna go uh, to surf personally, but, oh, I'm sorry. East, other way, Vieques is another island, and you can check out Bioluminescent Bay. I've heard it's one of the coolest things that uh, many travelers were do their entire lifetime. Also known as Mosquito, Mosquito Bay, so maybe bring your uh, bug repellent, or better yet, long sleeves, no chemicals. Uh, Sun Bay Beach, the town of Esperanza. There's a famous Seva tree at Parque de la Seva. If you haven't seen a Seva tree before, they are enormous. And that's one reason I would go uh, going backwards to Costa Rica is to um, Arenal National Park. It has an awesome Seva tree in there. Anyway, uh, then you can go west to the surf town of Rincon. It's another sol solo traveler's paradise. Lots to do there. Sometimes, a lot of times, the surf is too big. Uh, you don't want to even get in the water, but uh, at times of the year, you can snorkel, kayak, dive, horseback ride, and uh, yeah, all depending on the conditions. There's an awesome lighthouse, the Rincon Art Walk. So, um, and by the way, you can also get my ultimate guide to solo travel in the United States, uh, and that's available on under30experiences.com slash blog. I'm proud to say that I visited all 50 states, and uh, so I wrote a big ass guide to it. Um, all right, more Caribbean solo travel destinations. This is gonna move a little bit quicker as we wrap up. Obviously I can't cover every country, uh, nor would I want to go to every single country. There's a lot to be learned in every country, but um, 
I, I would not uh, recommend traveling to all of them, of course, uh, but let's see. Um, you know, a lot of people say that the Caribbean is devoid of culture. I'd be, and that's mainly because you get so many all-inclusive resorts, cruise ship ports, but every place has unique things to discover if you make the effort. Um, so here's some of my top picks for solo travel in the Caribbean. The Dominican Republic uh, has a really good solo traveler scene. You have obviously the island vibes, uh, but a very authentic culture in Santo Domingo. I take a city tour, see where uh, the country's founders declared independence. I mean, they've had to fight off this island against pirates, European conquerors. Um, there's a rum museum there. You can take the, uh, <laughs> the local bus, the Wawa, and you can on lagoons on the north side of the island. You can go up the cable car to Puerto Plata. Uh, so there's 27 waterfalls over there. You can take a trip to Las Terrenas, uh, enjoy the beaches, some time in nature. Uh, there's some horseback riding to be done. Uh, also, Jamaica is another great place uh, for solo travel as well. Obviously, birthplace of reggae, home to the Bob Marley Museum. Uh, this culture has made the West Indies world famous, as I was mentioning in uh, my Belize section, where I went a little bit more in depth because I have a lot more experience with that country. But one of the top experiences here is rafting in a uh, bamboo raft down the Martha Bray River. So I really want to do that, um, as well as visit Port, uh, Port Antonio. Okay, I can totally switch to uh, to English here because it's an English-speaking country. A lot of the people speak Patua, of course, um, but it was Jamaica was uh, owned or ruled, however you want to put it, by the English. Um, but anyway, that's why things are named th like the Blue Mountains, where at the top of Blue Mountain Peak, you can see all the way to Cuba. And uh, Frenchman Cove is another one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Now, Cuba, uh, it's a gray area for US citizens, but there's plenty of ways to see it legally. There are 11 category, categories of approved travel for US citizens, the most popular being support the Cuban people category. And I really do believe that traveling, uh, you can do it the right way and you can give uh, not directly give to the people, but you can support the local economies. And that really does make a big difference. And uh, especially if you're prioritizing family-owned sustainable businesses. So our former President Trump uh, made it more intimidating for U.S. travelers by banning the uh, stay in government-owned hotel -owned hotels. Uh, he banned cruises and traveling under the people-to-people -people category. But I would recommend staying in Casa Particulares, which are like more small places, uh, family homes, locally owned lodging. And um, again, you'll be you really will be supporting the Cuban people. You can get your pink Cuban uh, tourist card, which is a visa through the airline if you're traveling from the United States. And, and look into this because there is a little bit of red tape. Uh, this is not the all-inclusive guide uh, to Cuba here, but I do want to mention some things like credit cards and ATM won't be working, so bring your cash, etc. Um, in Old Havana or Havana Vieja is one of the top tourist destinations in Cuba, of course. It's a UNESCO preserved heritage site. This is where you see the 1950s cars. Um, Old Town has, you know, 
plazas, cathedrals, all this stuff that you might uh, that you might imagine, and um, you see where Hemingway hung out big fort, uh, castle there. And if you do like cities on the other side of Cuba, you'll find uh, Trinidad and it's another UNESCO heritage site. So you can check out that. I give a, a couple tips, um, including the beach that inspired the old man and the sea, uh, or Cayo Coco and uh, Vinales National Park and El Nicho National Park are both excellent places for people who want to spend some time in nature. So look, guys, to wrap up, Mexico, Central America, Caribbean, the incredible parts uh, of the world to explore. Traveling this region can prove to be cost effective, allows you to stretch your dollar further. You can travel farther. Um, many of these areas rely on tourism for their livelihood. So again, we're, we're speaking during COVID. So use all the safety precautions, go when you feel uh, it's appropriate. But these people are definitely waiting for uh, the dollars to start flowing in again. If you think it's tough in the United States or Canada right now, imagine what it's like in more developing nations, uh, more developing countries. And yeah, look, there are natural beauty in these places. Uh, please travel sustainably as always. Protect paradise uh, for our, our children and grandchildren for many generations to come. And for more information on solo travel, you can get my book on Amazon, The Millennial Travel Guidebook. Escape more, spend less, and make travel a priority in your life. I thank you guys for listening. If you want to jump on our under 30 experiences, summer love and sale uh, that's going on starting this President's Day 2021. Thanks again for checking it out. If you want to be in touch, uh, Matt Wilson TV on Instagram is the best place probably to get a hold of me for anything regarding travel. Thanks, everybody. And I'm going to stay on Instagram for one second here so I can check out the uh, comments. Actually, we got comments. All right. First, um, I'm going to do a couple shout outs. So I'm not going to end these streams yet, but um, let's see what we got. A girl online says, hi there. Can I join if I'm not American? Yes, of course. Uh, yes, you can. I've never been live on. Um, let's see. Yes, you can. Um, never been live on YouTube before, so that was uh, successful. And thank you to Duke Yoni, uh, Jonathan, one of our former Under 30 Experiences trip leaders in Costa Rica for putting the little sloth emoji. So thank you, Jonathan. Ending out, uh, signing out on YouTube right now, ending the stream.